We're so, going to start every episode with asking, what episode are we on? This is episode 26. 26. Spurs in, episode 26. 26. A little late this week. We have people all, all over the United States doing different things. Jose's currently in a car driving back from somewhere in northern New York. He was at the yep, Buffalo Western Bills game there. He was at the Buffalo game this weekend. How was how was that? It was amazing. It was amazing. The Bills got a W. We didn't have a great, great performance, but like I posted it, uh, when good teams play bad and still find a way to win, Tottenham learn your lesson. That's how that's how you win when you're God, a good you're, team. You're so corny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> played, <laughs> played the worst team in the league, probably. Hey. The best team in the AFC just lost to the worst team in the AFC. So. I'm gonna say Dolphins. Oh, go, go Jets, go Jets! Came out of nowhere. Yeah, and Buffalo was great, especially for Jamar and the way he experienced breaking foam coolers by sitting on them. <laughs> this the greatest thing ever. When in Buffalo, all, man. Of, all of Buffalo laughed at Jamar. So shout out to Jamar, who's in the back hiding right now. And you can also hear the voice of Derek. He's also with us. He was fortunate enough to not have to watch the Manchester United game. I think it was work-related. Is that correct? Yeah, I was in Dallas at a conference. Um, I would say that while I didn't have a great time at the conference in Dallas, uh, it was probably better than watching Spurs this weekend. Was it better than stale pastries? Was the Tottenham game better than stale pastries? How yeah, that's stale- pretty much what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I think stale pastries gets it. Yeah, I'm going to go with the stale pastries. All right, so let's briefly just jump into the Man United game. Lineup issues, I guess. <laughs> the only ones we really thought were, all right, Los Celso's starting over in Dombele, and <laughs> Davies is going to start over Reggie. My mind was blown by the Davies over Reggie one. The Los Celso over in Dombele, I, okay. We got to try it out, even though I don't think you deserve that. But the game, as I put it in two halves, was there was effort without any clinical finishing or any finishing at all in the first half, but some effort. And then the second half was nothing. Nothing happened other than us just getting letting up more goals and doing nothing, considering we scored. We put zero balls on net all game. Jose? Oh. The game, you know, is kind of what you just summed it up to be. I saw it a little bit different. I thought we did have, we were playing better than them. We are for most of the game, and then they they got a goal from Cristiano, a great goal, great talent. You know, the man is old as hell, but he's still producing, and it was a great goal by him. And then after that, you seen the morale of the team just go to shit. And Nuno couldn't get his guys to go and play and tie up the game or try to win the game. And I think that's just what happened. And then Manchester Manchester United just kept on scoring goals and the, diminishing diminishing whatever anyone kind of morale had, just kept killing it completely. So let's talk about things that kind of happened within the game. They score the goal. <clears throat> I think it's the 40th minute right before halftime. We go into halftime and we come out down a goal and play worse than we were playing. And how many times have we seen that this season? You're down a goal. They were down a goal at home playing worse. And and they just started playing worse than where they were playing in the first. And then in the 53rd minute, 
Mr. No Subs makes a sub and takes out our best player of the, on the field on the day, Lucas Moore, for Steven Bergwijn. And the crowd you saw lost their shit. It was an it was an unbelievable sub for them him to do that that one that early to our player there were other players even Kane I would have taken off before uh, Lucas in this game but you saw getting into what's going to happen what we're going to talk about later with Nuno is you saw the the crowd really change into how they really felt about Nuno and that was the only noise you really got was directed at Levy and directed at Nuno and it started with that sub. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't agree with the reaction of everyone that was there. I think the reaction was going to happen no matter what Nuno did, except for maybe if he put in, uh, took out one of the guys in the back and put in more offensive guys. That's the only thing. We've seen him do that move a billion times. We've seen other managers make that move a billion times to take out Lucas, a player who most of us have criticized here who most of us has said has should be a bench player. You can argue that maybe he was our brightest player of the game. I really didn't see it like that. Uh, he was just doing Lucas things, what he always does. He runs in space, runs forward the ball, and then loses it. I, I didn't see him having this outstanding game for everyone to get all crazy about it. But I did understand the frustrations of the fans because I am a fan and I'm tired of seeing us play like shit. And I, I agree with the frustration. I just don't think that that him taking out Lucas was the end-all, be-all. So, so I, I did see him as the best player. I saw him as the most progressive player. Yes, he does Lucas stuff. And no one was really great today, or, or not today, sorry, on the day, or special at all. And it was just a very early sub for a player that shouldn't have been taken off when other players were, I felt, playing worse. Lo Celso, Kane, just, I mean, I could have named the, the whole team. But the just the just the reaction alone from these are the diehard fans, generally just the entire stadium's reaction to this. You you started you saw the change, and then the second goal went in, and then the third goal went in, and now they're ch- chanting at him. You don't know what you're doing, while also chanting at Levy because obviously we can never leave Levy out of this, and we won't, and he'll get his he'll get his his shit, but. He's the he's the con, he's uh, he's the constant. We can't keep harping on that same thing when we'll have the same episode ever, over and over again. Even though we will get to Levy later as we get into Nuno, but the visceral reaction from the home crowd had to be taken into effect. Like this, it was so apparent, so apparent about how angry they were from that moment on until every chant there on after. Yeah, you saw you saw it all, all over Nuno's face throughout the whole game and throughout the when the fans were letting them have it, like you seen that this was completely overwhelming to him. He did not know how to react. His uh, And his face just said, like, shit, I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. It looks like I am completely done here. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like he was... It, it did look like he was confused. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, all right? And that's not the look you ever want to see. And we... It's you know it was such it was such a, another visceral thing for me was seeing him stand in our stadium because it's like everything that go that you looks that you look around us is so great and then you look at like what's on the field and it's so disgraceful at the moment to see him with that face in that 
stadium just shows, look, we might have a history of not succeeding, but that is, we're, we're officially a big club. That a big club, a small club doesn't play in something like that or doesn't build something like that or have a training ground. And just like at this moment, we're getting stomped by another big club and he's lost. He's confused. He doesn't have like, oh, we're just wolves to sit back on. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. It, it was terrible to see. It was, uh, it played out right on, in front of our faces. Uh, pretty much the demise of a, of a coach in less than, 17, 18 games. Pretty tough shit to see. 10 games. He lasted. 10, yeah. 10 premier games. Premier league yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 17 yeah. overall. Not, but, yeah. not that he should hang his hat on any of the other games either, but. Yeah. All right. Derek, uh, but, uh, let's, yeah, let's Derek. bring Derek in here. Do you think this was the moment was just too big or this was a bad, more a bad signing than a bad sacking? I mean, I think it's, there's a layered answer to that. I obviously think there are, Nuno was not prepared for this job. I also think Levy is to blame the most for appointing him as late as he did here, without, here. Giving him, without giving him players that fit his system. I mean, most of our first 11, well, I shouldn't say most, but over half of our first 11 are Pochettino players and they had been schooled in pressing. And then we went from Pochettino to Mourinho who can't press. And that worked out for a month. And then everything went to shit because we don't have the style of player that he needed aside from Kane and son. And then we go to 50 cent Mourinho, who is known as Nuno. And I love Nuno. He's a sweet man. I think 50 Cent the rapper gets a bad uh, go when you say that. Like, but I get what you're saying. Half a dollar. Half, half a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poor man's yeah. Mourinho. Poor the, man's the cheaper Mourinho. version. The quarter water. But you know, the old school New York guys. Right. So. $30. Yeah. I mean, Nuno wants to play defensive. His, his success in the league was when he had a, a healthy Traore and. A healthy Jimenez. Jimenez. I was going to say the Mexican striker, but that seems. Uh, it's a little off-putting. So he's, he's a Mexican striker. Yeah. With those two players healthy, Wolves were a defensive <laughs> team with two outlets, a guy who could run through the entire team's defense and could pass the ball to either another player and then to Jimenez or directly to Jimenez. And that was the plan. Unfortunately, it looks like without Traore, Nuno didn't really have a plan B. And we've gone over this a thousand times, but all of our stats – were terrible. We were second to last, second to last in the league in expected goals. We had no chances. We, I mean, the Manchester United game, from what I understood, was basically a summation of of Nuno's time here, where we had temporary effort and no plan B and no finishing. And unfortunately, as we've said it several times in the past, you can't fire the whole team. You can't fire the owner. The manager is going to be the one to take the fall here. So I wish him well, just wasn't the right guy for this time. I mean, I, I wanted to give uh, Nuno, I mean, I agree that he has to go. I agree that the move needed to be done. However, what I don't agree with is how he's taking the fall completely for this. And like Derek just said, it's usually what happens. The manager is the guy that gets the ax. But 
we, we, I mean, well, not we, we don't run this organization, but Levy and Enid put this guy in the most terrible situation in the world. He was set up to fail. He was completely set up to fail from the beginning, from the beginning, from the onset. He was our seventh, eighth option at manager, you know, and how, how is that any comforting to your players? knowing that you're going with your seventh or eighth option. So, I mean, it sucks, and he's supposed to rally the players and have them give it all their all. But how how a player like Harry Kane is going to give it their all to Nuno? Like you said, it's a 50, a tropical fantasy, or a quarter water of uh, Jose Mourinho, a guy that we, didn't, that we were already tired of. So, I mean, we set up – again, I'm sorry – Spurs set up Nuno to fail more than anything. And yeah, he, you know, it's his job to do it, to make it right. But he was, uh, and then these players, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to see what this new guy's going to do. We'll talk about him. I don't want to start jumping ahead because I'm sure we're going to start talking about him and focus this whole part on him. But let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think I was, I've been the most against Nuno. I was ready for him to be out. I mean, I wasn't sold on the original signing. I don't think any of us were really sold in the real signing, but you guys were able to give him more uh, rope than I was. And as I saw this progress and these games go on, I was just like, all right, we just got a worse version of Mourinho. And Jose, to your point, it's such a good thing. Like, I, I, Harry Kane has been awful this season. His effort, everything has been just terrible. But for us to like kind of essentially go against this principle of this gentleman's agreement that they had to leave with Levy, and then for him to come back to a team and the ambition we show is, hey, Harry, here's Nuno. We're going to play the same shitty soccer we played last season, but it's going to be fucking worse. So uh, that's like my only credit to, in the Harry aspect. But yeah, I, I was sick of Mourinho, so I don't know how I'm going to love this. And everyone was so willing to like, let's give him a try. I'm like, I don't want him to get his as he, what was it, his, his strategies in place or anything in place. I don't want him to, I don't want to sign players for him. I don't want to do anything. Yes. If we succeed, it's kind of, it's the same thing as the Mourinho as he, he's really towing that line of you better win every game because if you don't win, the games look so bad when you lose. Agreed. That's, and that's, Absolutely. that's, that's what Absolutely. it is. That's what he's playing. I, I, I want to quickly bring up, because I saw it today, they compared Pochettino when he started. Remember that rough start Pochettino had? Yep. The diff- so even though so the first through the first ten games or five, Pochettino had four wins, fourteen points. Nuno had five wins, fifteen points. But Pochettino got fired because we're in goals nineteenth compared to ninth. E- expected goals seventeenth compared to fifth. Touches in the opponent box, 14th compared to 6th. Conceded, 14th to 9th. Expected goals against, 14th to 17th. Defense a little worse, but at least we're playing entertaining football. That's a, such a difference. We're 19th in goals in the Premier League. We got 9 in 10 games. There's a Every game that he loses is bad. and Even the games that we win, we leave like, woof, got out of there lucky. Yeah. So there's a huge difference between that that Poch beginning because we saw like, oh, okay, there's some good, really good things happening here. We're a good offensive team. This team didn't hasn't showed that we're anything good. 
Nope. Yeah, uh, no signs. And, no signs. And do you want to? And do you want to jump on that? And do you want to jump on giving him a chance? Or did we already know he was going to last two years at most? Which is a as as a horrible sentence to put on a coach. But I'm like, this is bad soccer. Let's just figure out the next plan. No, I think that the Levy hasn't really had fan pressure in what two years. So I think that definitely helped. I mean, I can't remember a time where the entire stadium was screaming for someone to be fired. Maybe Mourinho at a certain point towards the end, but he was already on his way out at that point. It's also the fact that I mean, they gave Nuno a two-year contract. I think everyone involved here knew this was not a long-term thing. He was signed very late in the offseason. So as as say said, the guy really never had a shot, but he started off the season well, and maybe that was his undoing because we had, oh, some expectations. I think we were in first place for about seven days. And most people didn't think that was real, but I didn't think it would fall this far. I mean, we lost, Absolutely. To, we lost to Vitesse. Absolutely mind-boggling how this man started his managerial career. Manager of the month. Spurs. As a manager of the month, three wins in a row. Three shutout wins too, and now to this, absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, you you put a lot on wins in that in that uh, manager of the month because if you look at expected goals against, if you watch the games, even the Man City game where we played the perfect game, we still lose when you play the perfect game against Man City in many cases. But we did. We won that game, and that's the one game you can hang your hat on from those first three. But then the next two, the Wolves game and what Wofford? Yikes! Yeah, we yeah we we scraped through. We scraped through. The Wolves had was had five expected goals, and they couldn't score because Wolves. But when we and the same thing, Watford outplayed us also, but we got the goal. So we kind of came out of that, and we then we got the three losses, and we got the two wins, and the two wins were against Aston Villa, who looks just maybe one of the worst teams in the league right now and Newcastle who are one of the worst teams in the league right now, but nothing looked good. Nothing has looked good. We haven't had a game where I'm like, that was a good game. We've had wins all right against Villa. I think we looked okay against them. I think everyone looks okay against Villa right now. (laughs) Sure. You could be right. Let's get into the next question. I kind of, we kind of had a minor argument about this morning. Would you have been ready? Would you have been ready to fire Nuno right away? I know, Jose, I know where your answer is, but if without the plan of what we'll be talking about soon in Conte, would you have been ready to fire Nuno and let someone else just be a placeholder? It's tough, man. I, I know this has been hideous, ugly, nonsense football. And is there a chance he could have turned this around? Sure. Did you want him to turn it around? Like, obviously, yes, but you know what I mean? But you know, me, Derek, I think we're very similar in the fact that we like a certain style of football, and this is worse than no, what we got before. It's way worse. It's way worse than Mourinho. The difference between Mourinho and Nuno, and the reason why I was okay to let this happen, was I was hoping, because he, he isn't the world's biggest dick, it would be acceptable, and maybe we'd finish in sixth or seventh, and then someone would be available to come to the summer, and we could move on. At this point, I don't see... Even if you remove that person who's theoretically 20 minutes ago signed all the paperwork, I think it was time for him to go. It, he lost the fans. It seemed like with Huyberg's post-game news conference that 
he lost him. And if you lost him, I'm sure he lost anybody who's remotely temperamental in that locker room because he seems to be the toe the line, you know, captain type that will follow the rules and will run through a wall for whoever is telling him what to do. This could be a complete rumor, but I heard him and Kane might have had a little go in the uh, not in the, in the locker room or in the tunnel or something at the end of the game. And if that's true, thank God, at least Kane's showing something. But that's like, I'm going to say it again. I'm like sticking up for Kane in this weird way because he's been so horrible. And, you know, in that drunk episode of yours, Derek, you were very harsh on him. And who knows how <laughs> drunk you were to be that harsh on him. But uh, for for Kane to look at Nuno, expecting, you know, where he, sh- where he could have been and as a play- as a quality of player he is, that must be fucking rough. So I, you guys wouldn't take 120 million pounds from me. And all I get to come back to is Nuno and no other real help. Yeah, that's, we all know at the end of uh, when Jose got fired, a lot of, a lot of players stayed behind Jose and they, they, they love Jose. And Harry Kane was one of those guys. Harry King was one of those guys that was very upset that Jose was moving on. And then you go from a, a, a winner, maybe he hasn't won recently, but you go from a coach that has a winning pedigree. You have a coach that had Harry Kane and son playing their best football ever to Nuno, who hasn't really done too much. But yeah, Mar- Mourinho showed ambition is what it really did. To go out there and get Jose uh, Jose Mourinho showed ambition, which we know, which Harry Kane liked, and it kind of turned it around last season. It's why I, I'm almost thinking this sign, this new coach. Okay, should we just get to that right now? Yeah, I think we've done enough. Yeah, yeah we can, yeah, we can mention his name. That's why I, th- I mean, <laughs> thank you. That's why I think Conte as a signing, and we'll we'll talk about his tactics and get into that, but could possibly get Harry Kane back on board because this is a coach with a serious pedigree. Absolutely. And especially if there was something like that, if there was some kind of altercation like you just mentioned between Nuno and Harry, I mean, this is... How do you think of an altercation between... For a long time because Harry... Maybe this is why Harry... Sorry? Uh, sorry, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, but I, I, I still stay on with us because like it's still okay. Oh, my but bad. I was like, how do you think of altercation between Nuno and Harry Kane goes like the quietest coach ever and generally yeah, quiet it's player. gotta go man <laughs> yeah but even though the, the quiet player any player steps up to the manager is gonna be you know it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be very awkward and that player you know one of the best players in the league right now oh, again we're I'm overdoing this was one this... of the best players I don't know who he is right now Again, this might never have happened. I, I just read it and thought it'd be fun to talk about. But yeah, only, yeah, yeah also but to I get to the point. Imagine if it did go down. I'd love to see it. Like, it must have been the most boring row of all time. No, it also is a, again, I'm not going to, I'm sober <laughs> today, but I'm not going to shit on Harry Kane. But I don't think he has any room to yell at anybody except into his mirror at himself. All right. So let's get into who we. 99% expect to be our new coach come this week sometime yeah, we, hopefully in we got to here we go i just saw it uh, from fabrizio yeah okay fabrizio put it on. 
Okay, so here we go. Uh, well, Antonio, hold on, hold on. I want to see the picture of him holding the Spurs <laughs> kid before I actually believe that. Has there ever been a here we go that we went are- wrong? I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure. He's pretty good. Question. All right. But anyway, so let's assume Antonio Conte is a new coach of Tottenham Hotspur. A move that we tr- tried to make or we had in the bag come this this summer in the summer transfer window, but we bailed because of Levy and money or money not wanting to be spent or other bullshit that Spurs love to do. This is never a boring day in the life or of a Tottenham if- fan. One of the other rumors were true that Conte didn't like the ambition of this club at the time. Well, that was what I said by leaving, not wanting to to spend money for him. Okay. But yes, perfect. That's a great, yeah. The Conte is all about ambition, going back to how he played football when he was a football player. Yeah, he needed that. And we are not a team of ambition. We are profits over glory. But maybe that's changing a little bit as we've started to see success and maybe Levy's getting a little bit embarrassed in the in his this thing that he now controls but hopefully uh, I mean I, I say that and then we hired someone like Nuno after Mourinho but I, I, I'm just I think this is a win in this El Sacico game that we had and that now we get this high profile coach who, yes, we maybe messed it up in the summer, but whatever. We got him now. There's supposedly a plan in place. Paratici, no matter how you feel about him being a defensive-minded team manager, they've worked together. There seems like this is kind of coming together as it was originally planned when Paratici came in. And supposedly there's money to be back. Those are the rumors going around. To be seen because I've never seen it. I've seen us not get the player because we don't want to spend the extra five million. I mean, while I was just think of the uh, what's that, what's his name? We just played them. I can't think of his name. Ole? Not no Fernandez. Not getting Fernandez oh. and getting Lo Celso because you know Lo Celso was ten million cheaper or five million cheaper. So there's the ambition to get Conte's players. So I'm excited about the the coach and just the pedigree behind it. And that there seems to be a plan in place because that was kind of what we were looking for. Nuno doesn't didn't seem like a plan. It seemed like, oh, shit, we need a coach. The season's about to start. Yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, I think the one thing with Conte is you could make an argument over the past, I don't know, five to ten years, he's the best or second best manager in the world. He won a title with Inter, Chelsea. Where there's one. Well, no, Inter specifically because while the special one did it many, many years ago, Juventus has been running roughshod through that league for the past ten years, pretty much unchallenged. And then Conte shows up and wins the league. Yeah, and so, it was it was just last year. Yeah, and then how long was Conte? Co- how long was Conte the coach of Juventus? I think three or four. He won three titles there. Okay. So he wasn't there very long because he he doesn't really do that, which makes sense if the rumors are to be believed that he's here until June 2023. So we're looking at a little a little under two seasons. But I love the fact that again, Levy is signing a world class manager and Conte has gotten actual results recently as opposed to Jose, who 
kind of looked like his car was running out of gas towards the end and that really followed through. I would prefer a builder. I know you can't really be picky in the middle of a season, but if we can do something in the next 18 months, sure, I'm on board for it. I just hope we don't have a bunch of 33-year-old players that are going to be on our books for four years. I hope Man U loses their next two games so they got completely, I'm going to use an F1 term, like undercut by us <laughs> to steal Conte from them going after it. Because the funny thing is, did Man U not beat us with Conte's system almost? More or less. I mean, you go, go on less, Twitter. More or less. Go on Manchester United Twitter, and there are dozens and dozens of people saying the only team Conte will go to that needs a manager in the Premier League is Man United. We are still massive, global dominance, blah, blah, blah. And now he's coming to Spurs. And this feels a hell of a lot better than it did with Jose, because like I said... Yeah, who really won that game? Right. But I, he's our... Nuno's our martyr after last weekend, <laughs> if this actually winds up working out. All right, so we got Conte. We're, we're generally, Jose, you're you're generally happy, right? You no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I feel bad for Nuno. You know, a part of me is like, shit, we let this guy down. You know, and I I don't think he deserves what he got. You know, just a 16, 17 game stint. But he was absolutely not ready for this, and maybe him getting appointed so late in the season was part of it. But aside from Nuno, I'm super psyched that we're getting a manager the as big as, as Conte, one of the managers that we were supposed to get this offseason and for whatever reason we didn't. And I don't know, I've read things that he was happy the way that we kept Kane. So he was happy that the gentleman's agreement didn't go through and that Levy doesn't keep his word. And he was happy with some signings that we made. So that might have changed his mind as to us being a more ambitious club. But I don't know if that's true, but I'm happy to see Conte, man. I, this guy's, a, like we just said, his pedigree is all about winning. He goes to clubs. Yes, he's there for two, three years, and gets, but gets titles. And then he leaves the clubs in shambles. But, hey, we want titles, right? We, we, we are a fan base that clamors about that all the time. And we thought we were going to get it with Jose. Didn't happen. And now we got... The, a guy that's known for winning titles everywhere he goes. So yeah, yeah. To your, to your point, he he yeah, he might leave teams in shambles, but we already were willing to sign Mourinho, so we know about someone hiring someone that's willing to uh, leave their team in shambles after they leave it. But he was kicked out quickly. Jarek, I want to turn to you. What kind of system does Conte usually run? Three five two, and that scares the hell out of me. I don't know how he's going to set this up. With Putting, Dyer back there? We have, well, Dyer's been there all season. I mean, I don't think Dyer's yeah, but now, bad, but now we're going to have three center backs, which is not the strength of this team whatsoever. He's generally had two holding midfielders or one holding midfielder and an attacking midfielder. And I guess you could say we have actual options in the midfield because no matter what you say about LaCelso, he's not a garbage player. He just hasn't been very good recently. And he's had moments where he's been really good, but that's generally been in Europa Conference League, which who cares? So we have two wingbacks. I've heard rumors that people are saying maybe Lucas will be the right wingback. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but it gives us some fluidity, especially if it's going to be a generally attacking player. 
I don't really hate it. We just don't really have a, I know Sonny's great, but he's not a striker. He, he can, he's a, an emergency striker. His best job is running on the left wing at wingbacks and making them look foolish. Yeah, but he can more he, center. Can, can he not play the same position Latoura Martinez played for? I, I, sure. I, I want to believe that I really am excited for that part. I, I totally hear what you're saying. And our strength is not our center back. So maybe that's a position of, this money that we're going to bring another center back. I am now concerned, like what is Emerson? Even though I do think Emerson can be a wing back in certain, certain games we play him at wing back and we play worse, less teams. Maybe we start, do start Mora or, or heal for Reggie or whatever we want to do. But if we play, as we play this three, five, three, but I'm, I'm, if I'm going to say I'm excited for one part and we can get into every part, we'll go into the midfield, but Lukaku and Latora, they scored a, ton of goals together and Kane and Son can do that. We know that. We know how good their connection is. It's going to be the best ever unless we actually sell Kane in January and then maybe we don't they don't get the one assist goal to each other that puts them to the Lampard Drogba level. But I'm excited for how he's able to do that to do to work with those two guys up front and we have those two guys up front for him. Everything else is terrifying for me. Because we never really played like this. We do have yeah. wingbacks, though. You got to say Reggie and Emerson are better at going forward than they are defending. To calm, to calm your terrifying part, from a lot of the things that I'm reading, part of the meetings that were going on between Conte and and Levy, you know, the first thing with that Conte was stressing was money to get number one a center back. So that that's in the plans if we're gonna play that style. Because we do have one. And we have one that fits his system very well because Romero fits that he can play right in the center and be more attacking while other two kind of sit back or push him upfield. Because Romero's one of Romero's strength coming out of Serie A was his ability to dribble out of the back. But in this defense, we can't we can't we can't let him do that. And then yeah, the other two is who who who's the who are the center backs, Derek? Who are you putting at center back if we're starting three? I mean, because I am, uh, I am someone who, unfortunately, is not very forward thinking. I kind of like Romero on the right and Sanchez in the middle. He, that's when he was his best when he was flanked by two adults in a back three. And I guess we got to put Dyer on the left. And I'm not really happy about Sanchez or Dyer. And I don't think we're going out and getting two world class center backs. But no, I mean, really, the thing that worries me is how he's going to set up the middle three, the three midfielders. That's, I think Ndombele is nice. definitely one of them. I saw so many ridiculous names being thrown around, like Delict, which I don't think we're getting him. Um, and I think, I don't know, the problem is, like we've said many times, we have two guys who play the same position, and if we're going to be five at the back, it really just depends. I mean, if the two wingbacks are just bombing up the field every play, then maybe it's best if we do have Skip and Huyberg and we actually have a coach that knows a way for us to get the ball forward besides send a long lob pass to Kane and hope him and son get something done. But I seem to remember Hazard really dominating the ball when he was at Chelsea and and they would, yeah, when they would move him up the field. The- I guess Ndombele would be that guy, but I don't want, I know we've said this, he's played 90 several times, but I don't think Ndombele is going to be, That's- I don't think he's nearly to the fitness level that Hazard was at his prime. Well, I, I feel like he, he loves that ball winning 
midfielder, the box box ball winning midfielder, like Yadin Vidal. And the problem is we have that. And I think Skip can be that, but he can only win the ball. Then then the issues, then the issues start because Skip is a ball winner for sure. He's I think he's a better ball winner than Pierre, only because he's quicker. But Skip's final third is brutal. He's not gonna make the next pass that's gonna be anything special. So now we're stuck with Pierre and Skip in a new system. And that is that I don't think is totally conducive to them. I maybe, maybe no, Pierre can Pierre or Skip can one of them can play holding, I guess, but Who's the ball winner in the middle? Winks. No, Winks won't be on the team. All right. <laughs> mute, mute, mute Jose Mourinho over there. I'm fucking around with you, man. No, I, I think Winks will be on the team, but he's definitely not ever. No, but, the, but isn't this part of the thing that here we go again with the shit that we have a new manager and now we got to give the new manager time to sort out the squad and see – who on this squad still should be here? I oh, hope that he already knows who should be here and who shouldn't be here. You That's wrote you you word. you wrote today. He seems like a grade A douchebag, and I'm pretty sure he is. And I think he'll be able to find out who's who and and what's what real quick. This man, yeah, man is you, tough, tough. They're gonna what, go. That's, they're about to flip everything from this quiet. I called him meek Nuno to Conte, who is a tough dude. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I said it today. He does look like a grade-A douchebag. And, hey, but those are the kind of managers that I absolutely adore. Jose, Jose was a grade-A douchebag as well, and I love this guy. He doesn't take shit from nobody, and that's the kind of manager I want running my club. You know, you suck. Get the hell out of here. Let's get out somebody else who can play your role. How many games for Tange is complaining about uh, the practice being too tough? I don't think that's any issue. I don't think that's any issue at all. I think he's going to be he's going to be the one to benefit most from this signing, honestly, because you look back at the Juventus teams. They, that's when they transferred Pogba, and they turned him into a star. Now they're not exactly the same player, but one's got a better. If anyone can get the best out of Tangi aside from Pochettino, which we'll probably never see, I think it's Conte. Hey, I mean Tangi had his little spell under Jose's like shit list and he made it out right so Tangy proved that he he can work under a tough manager let's see if he uses what he learned with Jose and wins over Conte as well and doesn't revert back to the same shit that he always does I guess the next question would be are we nervous that we're kind of going with another defensive minded coach uh, is, is that fair to say I mean, absolutely fair to say. That was my whole thing. It's like, hey, I mean, I'm all for Conte. But for most of us, we care more about our style of play. And that the Spurs have always been known as a club that's going to go out there and score a bunch of goals. Uh, this guy is not that kind of coach. He's more defensive-minded. So, his, <laughs> I don't know. His, he's, uh, less, he's less defensive-minded than Mourinho and Nuno and for the time being on this, what, Monday night? I can live with that, man. I can live with that. That Inter team that he won with led Serie A in scoring. There's That's something true. about having – he must – I'm also happy that he looks at our team, and I, I believe it's not the money. I believe he looks at our team and goes, I can do something with this team. Like, I'm dead serious. And I think Mourinho was more saying that in the sense of, 
I need to get back into the sport. I need right. to well, just whatever. Yeah, yeah. This team well, looks great. Well, this team, I, I'll figure it out. This team looks good enough for me. Like, let me get back to a, a decently a large club. You know, let me get back into it. But Conte, Conte, did, he didn't get. Did they fire him from Inter? I think he left. Right? No, he just dipped. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Conte, he, he sees something, and I he must see something, and that's no, I mean, reassuring for sure. From from what I've read, yes, he's defensive minded, but he's not a too much of a sit back guy. He likes to press. Oh, no, he likes to press. Something yeah. that was something that we all liked under Poch. So let, let's see. Let's see what goes on. I, I'm, I'm excited for Conte. I mean, my yeah. favorite part about Conte, aside from him being, you know, excellent at winning, which is pretty important, <laughs> is on top of him being a dick and being a straight shooter almost to an overwhelming degree, he is so passionate. Like, every time he's managed at a club, there are three to four like legendary moments where he's just screaming. He's jumping up and down on the sideline. I imagine he's just like smoking cigarettes after the game. Like he just made love to the, to the opponent. It's it's he's one of those people that, you know, is fully invested in every single way and everything he does until he's not. And he leaves. And, and I'm also, I'm pretty down the guy who, uh, you gotta get a legend Andre Pirlo will back to the death and said, I didn't realize how good of a coach he was going to be when he came. So. Sorry, yeah. guys, we almost, uh, Van Wick, I was almost uh, a victim to the Van Wick. Oh, yikes. And yeah, That's you know how it gets over here. Hell yeah, it's the worst place in the world, Van Wick. <laughs> Literally, that's a, no, that's a worst parkway in all of New York. Anyway, just getting to JFK, mm. fuck that. Now I'm all mad. Fuck Conte, I'm out. Just bring up the bring up the Van Wick. <laughs> fucking wrong with you. See, well, no, I almost kidding. got fuck. They almost crashed my brother's car. Crazy people. We had to miss our exit because they wouldn't let him in. Fucking yeah. animals on the Van Wick. All right, so I, I think we got it all out. Uh, nope. I'm just gonna finish on. I got wait, one wait, more wait, thing. wait. Derek, one more. Go. So, this was my conspiracy theory that I heard. Now it's not nearly as exciting, but. I heard a conspiracy theory that Conte was using us as leverage to go to PSG and then Pochettino would get let go of PSG and come to us. Now it's yeah. exciting, but I'd also be cool with that. We could have the same conversation about me being cool with Pochettino also, but yeah, getting Conte big name one has won two leagues. I don't know how we can really be upset that we're pretty much swapping out Conte for, Nuno, it does show ambition no matter what you think of Levy and every all the shit he's pulled and the crap that because he's the main reason we're in this situation. But look, he, 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 he not everyone's perfect. Fuck, I hate it. No, you know what? I take that back. I hate Levy, but good on him for getting Conte. Good on him for showing ambition to do that. So Spurs in. Let's move on and fucking hopefully get top four. Get some good signings for January. Back this man. Back this man. He has no choice. He has. He's going to back him. And what he's doing I, right now is he tried to make dinner for your two-year anniversary and then burnt the dinner. And then he bought good takeout. So everybody's really happy. But this is like the best takeout you could possibly buy. Hey, let's see. I'm all for that. Where's the egg roll? You go with egg roll? <laughs> <laughs> the best takeout I could possibly buy. Guy from the Where's Bronx. the egg roll? <laughs> Where's the egg roll? Uh, Just text though. Nick to get on and we're about to leave. This is great. Nick, I'm out. Yo. Fuck you, Nick.
Glad I gave you all those uh, gave you all those hints for Buffalo. I'm First time we talked to Mason, you telling me to fuck off. <laughs> Hope the wings sucks. I'm fucking with you, bro. Do you want to say anything, <laughs> or do you just want to get out of here? Derek didn't see the Man U game, so just give him a sec to understand what really type of team we are. Uh, yeah, pretty shitty. That game was bad, um, boring. I mean, what 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 my if we get Conte, I'm all all for Nuno out. But Fabrizio I mean, I said, was, "Here we go." I was not for him being out if we had no contingency plan. Like if we're going to just go with Mason, just leave no Nuno in there. If you're going to give anyone four months, you better have a damn good plan of some other direction to go. So having said that, if the plan is Conte, then sign me up because this is boring. Uh, apparently I've heard 18 month contract maybe for Conte. I don't know if you guys. 19, 19 months. Yeah. For up until June, 2022. No, Perfect. 23, 23. I'm sorry. 23. That's, I mean, with his, with his crack record and his CV, that is a pretty perfect contract for him. Uh, I was surprised to hear earlier, I read somewhere that we were actually the ones that backed away. Spurs are the ones that backed away from Conte earlier this summer. It wasn't him who didn't want us. It was Spurs who were like, yeah, we can't do that. See ya. So, we're too good. We were too good at the time for him. Yeah, we know? were too good at the time, but. Yeah, I mean, Nuno Ball is clearly not working, but I'm pretty hesitant in a little bit in, in terms of, just i mean just look at a guy like joe roden and uh guys who are signed around him like his time like what like bergvine maybe like they had barely not that these are great players but they've been here for like less than two years and they're in their fourth manager like yeah we gotta find some kind of consistency here we gotta like like come on like the nfl is the ultimate win now program and like even the cleveland browns are a little bit like wow this is <laughs> this is ridiculous like wow yeah. Our quarterback cannot throw in the pocket. Yeah. Well, not everyone's Mike White. Not everyone is a buzzsaw that is Mike White coming from gangrene. But so yeah. here, here is the gem that I found. I saw this on Twitter, but it's on the mirror, which not a great start. The players they want to that Conte is demanding are Vlahovic from Fiorentina. Yeah, we've been linked to him forever. Uh Frank Kessie. Manuel Lazari, no idea who that is. Federico Chiesa, no chance we're getting that player, which that one I would be thrilled about. And the worst ones, oh, I'm sorry, there's three center backs. Stefan DeVrij, who is like 80 years old. Alessandro Bastoni, couldn't tell you a single thing about him aside from him being Italian. Delict, as I said on the pod. And the worst one by far is they're, they're saying that we're going to transfer Brozovic in a straight swap for Tangi and Dombele. That's when I was like, come on, guys. You guys aren't even trying anymore. Why would we get rid yeah. of him for a guy who isn't an attacking center mid? So it sounds like the right move or the move that we're going to do. Just wait for us to fuck this up. Let's be, let's be honest. Oh, of course. There's plenty of time for that. I am I got a lot more interested now, though, in the January window because I figured we weren't going to do very much uh, in January. Uh, I just still kind of have, like, uh, what's his name? Hitchens hangover from all or nothing when he's like that's a hard time to do my job it's like you gotta be fucking kidding me um <laughs> what was the what was the levy comment there is not one window where we didn't sign players to make this team better that doesn't i don't get upset by it's uh all or nothing killed me uh i also was just listening to the extra inch and they made a good point where if, if nuno's out in four months how quick would jose Mourinho have been out <laughs> last year there were fans awesome. 
I think Nuno's worse than Mourinho. At least we were scoring goals. Yeah, yeah that's true. a fair point. The end of Mourinho was pretty bad. I think it probably would have gotten there with Nuno, but thankfully we uh, we let him go before it could get that bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, with with this group of players. I mean, come on, like it's it always just turns into like like once you get a guy like Mourinho out the door, like you get him sacked as, as a group of players. Like, are you intimidated by anybody that you can't get the coach sacked and just like blame it on him? Like this, this group of players just blames the coach. And I mean, they get a club honestly, legging sacked. They get Jose Mourinho sacked. We, we get another, we another club get legend and Ryan Mason sacked. There's no way they sack Conte unless he, unless he begs for it publicly. There's no way they're going to sack him. Which at least in terms of having fun, he might literally do that eventually. So <laughs> sack himself. <laughs> no, he might just go up to the microphone and be like, please fire me. Do it. Do it. I mean, he's not going to resign. Oh, it's probably going to be some contract. Oh, what is that? Where it's like, if he resigns, is that Predator? Money back. <laughs> is, that, is that Predator? When like uh, Schwarzenegger cover, covers himself in like the mud and he's like, kill me. Kill me. <laughs>